All right, everybody. Um, one of the things I love is, uh, is Jesus, when he used to teach, he used to teach using objects. And if those of you who know me, um, I uh, have a camp name. That camp name is Fossil. So today, welcome to Camp Stillwood. Yes, Fossil, because I'm as old as dirt. Thank you very much. I know you're all thinking that. But what I love is that Jesus, when he taught, sometimes he would take something very simple and he would draw things for us to learn from that. So today, hopefully you will be engaged enough to be able to understand that with me today, that the parable today is the parable of the muffin. Why a muffin? Well, one of the things I love about my job here at Central Heights is that I get to go to Jackson Elementary School, excuse me, Mmm, good one. Every Wednesday morning, and every Wednesday morning around 7 o'clock, I go there, and I get to make 144 muffins for the staff and students at that school. And as I've been doing that, I love it. It's fun. But they've kind of started singing a song to me. Do you know the muffin man, the muffin man? And yes, so if you're from Jackson, you know the muffin man. And today you will know the muffin man. But what I want to do is simply give you four key things that you can learn from a simple muffin. Number one, first of all, can I have all the people in the audience that have something to contribute to this talk, please come forward now and just bring them to me. Because you know what? Everybody has something to contribute. All right? So we've got, thank you, we've got some muffin brand mix. Keep you regular. That's good. We have a bunch of utensils, that's good. Can't do it without that, wonderful. Oh, and some oatmeal chocolate chip, okay. Some water, yeah, that's good. Oh, some trays, oh, and some extra chocolate chips. Thank you, Shirley, for not eating all of them. And um, thank you, Delaney. Thank you, that's great. I, I, these are the little cups that you need and the eggs. But before I do that, I'm gonna go over here because I want you to understand that I actually know what I'm doing, even though I don't. So thank you to Gord Weens and his crew for hooking up a 220 plug here on stage. And uh, we are going to, by the, by the way, I apologize to anybody who's going to Marriage Alpha. They came in this morning looking for their stove. Anyways, but one other thing that I think is important when you are cooking, uh, especially when I'm cooking, we'll just have this here ready. Oh, thank you. My wife reminded me of the timer. Thank you. Everything is great. Okay, so everybody has something to bring. You heard the scripture beforehand. All those items. When it comes to the family of God or your individual nuclear family, or your friendship group, or whatever it is. Everybody has something to bring. And here's the challenge. Not everybody brings the chocolate chips. But we need all of these items. Imagine trying to make a muffin without a muffin tin. Doesn't work. Imagine trying to make muffins without eggs or without water. Boy, those would be dry. But everyone has something to bring, and we celebrate that. I'm going to move this over here for now. But the scriptures say that in the church, in the family of God, in the body of Christ, we have 
something to bring. We heard this before, 1 Corinthians 12, 12. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up the whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Different picture, but the message is still the same. Everyone has something to contribute. But just because you have something to contribute doesn't mean that we all do. So then the second part that you can learn from a muffin is that together is better. Now I need a volunteer, and I kind of voluntold somebody already. So uh, come on up, Malcolm. I need your help. Run up here, please. All right. So Malcolm, what I want you to do is I want you to come up here, and I want you to help me enjoy a muffin, okay? But we're going to help you enjoy the muffin like one bit at a time. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to, yeah, you can put that on. Yeah, you're going to need it. Um, so we're going to crack an egg in here. Ooh, yummy. And another egg in here. Yeah, uh-huh. And another egg in here. Yep, uh-huh. And one more egg here. Uh-huh. And what you're going to do is I want you now to enjoy the muffin one ingredient at a time. So, like, if you want, we can have start with this stuff here, which is the muffin oatmeal chocolate chip, or you can start with the bran, you know, and you can't start with the chocolate chips because you won't eat anything else. How about the eggs? No, I don't think you better do that. But the question would be, oh, actually, you know what? You might want to chew on one of these. Because chewing on one of, try that. Is that good? Good muffin, yeah, thank you very much. Not happening, and I'm, I don't eat any more because I'm almost out. So, help me out. If you were to put together this muffin one bite at a time, pretty good chance you probably wouldn't enjoy it as much as if we put it in the bowl and we started to mix it up and eventually put it into that oven. Would you agree? So that's what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask you to volunteer, voluntold, to create this. So you put one package of this in here and one package of this in here. You stir those eggs up. You put this water in. And then I'm going to get you to put these all into all these different pans on this table. And Rob Schultz, where are you? Please come up and help this young man because I'm sure uh, we had a whole bunch of guys this morning that were helping me with um, muffins. And uh, Rob's going to kind of walk you through that. But the reality is together is better. Try to eat a muffin without the stuff put together. And in the family of God, and in our culture, would you not agree that our natural tendency is not necessarily to give ourselves to the together is better? We have things to do. Maybe we're not sure we trust people. Maybe we've been hurt in the past. All those different things. But I'm here to look at this and say, scripturally, I believe that together is better. And let me show you where that is. Just a few verses down in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 14, it says, Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I am not a hand, that does not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, I am not part of the body because I am not an eye, would that make it any less part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. Think about that in context of a muffin. 
a muffin requires all the parts. And something happens when you put it in the oven that creates it into something new. God's design and desire for us as Central Heights Church, as individual nuclear families, but a larger together is better. We need each other. And here's the thing. Sometimes we think we just need the upfront people. The chocolate chips. We need all of us. And so maybe there's a point where those of us who have nuclear families and are really busy with those, maybe we need to try and invite other people who maybe don't have that around. And this church, folks, one of the things I often hear from people is that this is a church that has lots of families in it. And so sometimes people go, hey, I don't know if I can fit in here. But the reality is God calls us to the larger family. So what does that mean? That means we need to commit to being a part of a group where we are continually, intentionally being part of something bigger than us. It might mean that for the immediate families or nuclear families, we might need to adopt some people that are new. It might mean, and I'm going to meddle here, it might mean that the person who's single might need to reach out and say, hey, by the way, I'd like to adopt a family. And families, it might mean that we need to not wait for that to happen and adopt them. Because together is what? Again, together is? Exactly. We can learn that from a muffin. How are we doing here, guys? Yeah? Look at this guy. He's putting in, yeah, and you're not making a mess. Let's give Malcolm a little bit of a hand here. Not too much. So here's the next part. And this part might feel a little bit meddlesome. It takes some heat. What does that mean? Well, if you think about a muffin, uh, Malcolm, while you're doing that, I mean, now that you've put them together, is it more appetizing the way it is, at least, that you might eat that raw? But there are some things that might be hazardous about eating it raw because there's raw eggs in there. But if I were to attempt to... to tempt you or to encourage you, you would probably, knowing you, you would probably jump in there and just eat it raw. <laughs> but it wouldn't be as good because something hasn't been applied to it yet. Now, we're talking about heat here. Here's the problem with families. Sometimes in families, there's tension. We refer to that as heat. Sometimes we go, you know what, I don't really like you. But you're in my family, whether it's the church family of God or whether it's individual families or whatever it is, you make me mad. Sometimes there's disagreements. Sometimes I hurt people. God knows I hurt people. And sometimes God says, yeah, there's some tension and some friction and some pain that you've caused, and you need to know that there's heat being applied here in that friction, and that friction actually has the potential to blow things up, and then we need the fire extinguisher, or it has the potential to draw us closer. And so church, family of God, I invite you to consider that God calls us to stay in the heat sometimes. Not always, because there are some circumstances where you just need to step away. But many of the times, we go because we just don't want to face the reality of making things right. But I know, at least from two or three experiences recently, that I find that God has made me closer to the people that I had some struggles with because of the 
healing and the breaking and the friction and the working it out and the forgiveness. And so we all have some, oh, can you swap those over? It's halfway. They're halfway done. That means I have to be halfway done. Great. Um, When forgiveness and stuff like that is applied, there's some incredible things that God can do. Let me show you that from Scripture. So in the, the, a verse that God has used incredibly in my life to challenge me, when my wife and I weren't getting along, it wasn't her fault, she told me. <laughs> <clears throat> Those of you who were here last time, I, one time I preached, she, I am right, I'm right, that's right. Since God chose you, Colossians 3, 12 to 14, since God chose you to be the holy people he loves. Okay, so that's who you are. Chosen by God, the holy people he loves. What are we to do? You must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Whew. To do that, that requires some, some, some willingness to take some heat because sometimes those are hard to do, especially when there's friction between people. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Whoa, most people that offend me? Anyone. Okay, God, that's enough. No, that's too, too much. Anyone who offends you. Why? Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. That's the motivation. Not because I told you so, not because it's in the Bible, but because of what Jesus has done for us in forgiving us. That's the motivation. And then it says this. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. Now, some translations use the word unity there, but I was very, that was very helpful for me because the word harmony helped me understand that I like to have everybody think the way I do. Unity, one note. But if you're musical, you understand that the more notes you have, the more potential there is for beauty. And so if you have the ability to say, in the heat of the moment, in the family of God, when there's friction, God has the ability to actually help us make beautiful music if we truly listen to each other. Because that's what you have to do in music. You have to listen to each other to be able to have harmony and unity and all of those things. Now, when I go to Jackson, it's so funny because as you can see here, the, the, the recipe for, for what I make, uh, it's not rocket science. It's thank you Quaker and the chicken and Hershey's for the chocolate chips, I guess. But they say, why are they they're so good? Oh, why do they taste so good? And what's the secret ingredient? And I say, well, you guys, it's love. Because I love you guys. And they buy it and they go off and they enjoy their muffin. Chocolate chips everywhere. But it's true. In a family, it says put on love in that previous passage. But what kind of love are we talking about? Well, in a very, very familiar passage to many from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it describes what kind of love we're talking about. It says this. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no records of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, 
but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. How many of you guys got that all cased? You got that all worked out? Got that perfect love? (laughs) Write your book. But the reality is that is what Jesus is calling us to as as the family of God, again, as individual families, but larger, larger. In the people that you know that love Jesus, who you rub shoulders with every day, and even those outside the family of God. That's the kind of love that he says, I want you to have that in the heat of these moments so that I can create in you something new, something beautiful, something almost done, by the way. Really well done, you guys. Good work. But something, and I'll use this word, is it okay to say yummy in church? Something yummy, something pleasant to the taste, something pleasant to the soul, something satisfying, something beautiful. And so that's what God calls us to. He says we all have something to bring. Together is better. And there's going to be some heat, which God wants to use in our lives for that. But there's one more piece. And this is, and this is one that I think we often forget. So if I were to bring all those ingredients back up here, place them nicely on the table, and then stand back with my arms crossed, how long would it take for those muffins to be created? Any answers? It never would. So we need a baker. Stop eating the chocolate chips. (laughs) But we need a baker. We need somebody who oversees the whole process. You see where this is going? Because I know that I'm supposed to know that I have something to contribute. I know that I'm supposed to know that together is better. And I know that I'm supposed to have a, like, love the heat and and really enjoy because I know God's going to make something of it. But wait, you know what I need? I need God to convince me of that and to help me become who he wants me to be as part of the larger body, the family of God. And that makes me excited when I realize it's not up to me. It's not up to me. By the way, we didn't set the other timer, did we? We didn't. You might want to check them. (laughs) Honey, you didn't tell me to check my timer. How are we doing there, Rob? You know what these are like. Just, just, Just don't eat the ones that Rob stuck his finger in, okay? Are they pretty good? Okay. Good. So, Malcolm, when you're done, when you're done, take those out, put them on top, and then put these ones in, because we're going to set them, and then please set my timer for me after that. Uh, yeah, I'll unlock my phone. That's probably a problem. There you go. So we need, we need the, the Lord to help us with that. We need a baker. Well, which baker are we trying to follow? Let me go back to one of my favorite verses. It's in Colossians chapter 1. Who is this baker? 
chapter 1, verse 15 of Colossians says this, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through him, God created everything. That includes all of us. In the heavenly realms and on the earth, he made the things we can see and the things we can't, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else and he holds all creation together. Sounds like he would be the one most qualified then to help us become who he wants us to become. But are we willing? So imagine the baker comes up and the bag of muffin mix says, no, 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 you can't touch me. You don't have the right to put me in your muffin. It's ridiculous, right? But imagine, do we do that? I'm scared if you put me in that muffin mix, I might not like where I'm going. I might not like what you make of me. But the reality is, if we believe that all things are made by him, for him, and all things hold together by him, can we ask him this simple request? God, help me to trust you. Help me to trust that your Holy Spirit wants to bring us together. He wants us to learn to trust each other, to forgive each other, to work together. So I want to leave you with this. We need the power and encouragement of Jesus in our lives and the power of his Holy Spirit to pull us together into something beautiful that the rest of the world can benefit from. So a simple response is this, a prayer. Jesus, by the power of your Holy Spirit, help me know that I have something to contribute to others and be willing to give you my best. Jesus, know that I need, help me to know that I need others and to cherish what others have to bring and be intentional in using my gifts and seeking out others. And thirdly, Jesus, help me love others when the heat is on and it's really hard. And if you want to finish with this, Jesus, Help me to trust you to make something yummy out of all of us. That's my prayer for us as a church on this family day weekend, that we would be the family of God for his glory and so that our community, when they walk in there, they go, these people really love each other. What a beautiful smell and sight and flavor. Now the beauty of muffins is they are for sharing. So I had a group of seven men downstairs this morning and they made 600 muffins plus what's in there. So on your way out today, my hope and my prayer is is that when you eat that muffin, it will remind you of some of the things that God has used in this service today. And anytime you see chocolate chips, you'll think of Malcolm. <laughs> because church, God wants to make us into something 
absolutely yummy for our world. Amen? Amen.